Welcome to the Multifamily Five, where industry experts provide raw information about how they are achieving success in the current market conditions. And now, your host, Dallas-based real estate broker, Mark Allen. And welcome to the Multifamily Five. Excited today to have Drake Allred from Continental Adjusters. Drake, how's it going? Hi, Mark. Pleasure to be on. Looking forward to chatting about multifamily today. Well, sounds good. Um, so some of you out there may own multifamily property and, and those who own B and C class multifamily and even A class for that matter, um, you know, oftentimes there are issues, uh, specifically in Texas, maybe tornadoes or storm damage. Um, and then, you know, you may also have some fire damage. So what happens uh, whenever you have a, a, a damage or casualty event to your property? Well, you need to have a public adjuster who is representing your interests and not only just manages the claim, but helps maximize the claim. And uh, Drake can help you do that. So Drake, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and your company, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, I am uh, Drake Allred with Continental Adjusters, Inc. And well, we are experts in materials and construction methods. And since 1999, all we have done for the last 23 years is step into the shoes of the policyholder or property owner and help them maximize and expedite their insurance settlements when claims occur. So let's talk about multifamily as an asset class just for a little bit, um, especially in the BNC space. These properties just take losses. Um, it's in their nature. Uh, let's, let's use the average 1980s garden style, 240 door as a classic example. Uh, so first of all, those type of properties, they have large roofing areas, opening them up to a lot of exposure to hail. Uh, they are fragile wood structures that get blown apart easily if the wind hits them the right way. Uh, you know, they are not strong structures. They were built a long time ago with very outdated building codes. Uh, they get struck by lightning. They have fires, uh, quick digression, you know, mid-rises really don't have fires. Uh, but, but all properties have pipe breaks. Oh, my gosh. Um, the amount of pipe break claims we did, of uh, you know, complexes of A, B, and C back in the big uh, mega freeze of 2021 was truly I mean, it was just unbelievable. Um, and, uh, you know, another one of those big freezes could roll through any winter. Uh, oh, we just got involved on a property that was uh, right off the serve, right off the service road, off of a major freeway. And what happened is a truck went flying off the road and torpedoed into one of the buildings. A uh, huge mess. Uh, my my point in all this is that Class B, Class C, overall they are wonderful assets, great businesses, but they just they take losses. Um, and if you haven't ever had a claim, you know, that's fantastic. I, I hope you can keep that streak up as long as you can. However, statistically, you know, it's, it's just a matter of time before a loss takes place on one of your properties, uh, especially in the South. You know, the, the South is violent. Microburst, tornado, big hail, fires, uh, you know, anything can and eventually does happen. Uh, so a little bit more into what we do. We'll keep our, you know, 1980s garden style uh, property as an example. Uh, that property, you know, it has some kind of loss that takes place. And now there is an open claim. As simply as I can put it, what will happen is the insurance company will send out its own representatives to quantify the loss the way they see it. 
And then on my staff, I have my own estimators, adjusters, et cetera. And we go out and we quantify the loss the way that we see it. So if you're starting to see the picture, one quantification is in your favor and the other is against. All right, so I own all the softwares that an insurance company could ever use to quantify a loss. So when we get involved on a claim, and the first thing we do is we go out and we meet the adjuster that the insurance company hired to quantify. And the first thing we do is we ask him, hey, what software are you writing this estimate in? And if he says SimSaw, then my guys write it in SimSaw. If he says Xactimate, then my guys are going to write in Xactimate. Um, we do not care where the insurance company is at. Every claim we get involved in, we start with our own blank sheet of paper. We go out, we take a couple thousand pictures, we make the architectural drawings, and we start writing this sophisticated estimate all in retail insurance pricing that you are owed. So, you know, our estimates are exact. Mark, you know, I, I have to maintain my relationship 200 times a year again and again with the same property insurance company. So I would lose credibility if I ever stretched or exaggerated data in my estimate. I do not just sling mud up on the wall to see what'll stick. So if you open my estimate up to page 356 and it says the wall is 14 feet, six inches, the wall is exactly 14 feet, six inches. Um, so, you know, I do not want a penny more than what is owed you, but I do not want you to receive a penny less than what you are due. And I'm going to go get you paid for things that you don't even know you're entitled to, but you actually are. Uh, we are the largest multifamily adjusting firm in the U.S. We do about 200 large and complex claims a year. Uh, so um, that's, that's on the structure side. Uh, on multifamily losses where units are taken out, there are two claims taking place simultaneously. The first is the main claim, that's the structure, the bricks and sticks that we just talked about. And the second is the loss of income claim, um, or in policy terminology, they call it business interruption. Loss of income, business interruption, same thing. So for that, on staff, we've got in-house forensic CPAs that do these business interruption claims. And uh, these, these BI claims, they are commonly misunderstood. It is so much more complicated than just taking out an Excel sheet and logging, okay, this many units at $1,100 a month for eight months. No, 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 no. We, we go back as far in the books as we can to try to enhance the numbers. Um, and for instance, demonstrate that you are actually coming into an upswing of occupancy meaning that if you were 90% full the date of the loss and in the months moving forward while those units are down, uh, you really should be reimbursed by the insurance company for the 94% vacancy that you were coming into. Um, it accounts for every time a prospective tenant wanted to come sign a lease and one of the floor plans that you did not have available because it was down, uh, it factors that in. Um, and then the biggest one that this helps you recover from is, say you have a, a big fire right by the front entrance or the clubhouse, you know, and for a year, you've got this big, ugly construction eyesore at the front of your property. Uh, all right. So this is, this is ruining your curb appeal and your occupancy and lease traffic suffer across the whole property um, because people don't want to go sign a lease and move in right next to a construction mess. They'll, they'll go somewhere else. Uh, let's say, so if you were 92% at the day of that fire, and then four months down the road, 
you're at 87% on new leasing traffic, or, you know, even renewals have greatly slowed. Uh, with the correct calculations and the right professional in your corner, you know, you are owed all of this. All of this can be captured, and this is all legitimately to be paid because it was due to the insurable loss that take to, I'm sorry that took place. So, uh, you know, you are entitled to recover from this, but you have to prove it, and you have to know how to ask for it. And this is, you know, this is what we do all day, every day. Greg, I got to ask you um, a couple of things that came to mind. Uh, while you were talking there, but you know, it seems like you have some in-house staff. Uh, the the public adjusters that I've heard of, or maybe that some of my clients have used in the past, are usually just a single single uh, person shop uh, that work out of their home. Um, so the question comes to mind: What questions should I ask if I'm interviewing an adjuster, um, trying to select a, an adjuster an adjustment company? Uh, what questions should I ask? Well, the number one question you should ask is, hey, I'd like to come visit your office and uh, see if they actually have a real office for you to go visit. Um, you know, we, we office right in the uh, parking lot of the Cheesecake Factory. There's a high rise at Northwest Highway and Central Expressway. We're up here on the second floor. Anyone's always welcome to come by and visit us. But the biggest thing that you should ask a public adjuster if you're interviewing them is, how are you going to write this estimate and how, what software are you going to write this estimate with? The biggest thing that a public adjuster brings to the table is their own quantification of the loss. The insurance companies already got their professionals and they got their software and they're going to go quantify it the way that they see it. And if you don't have a public adjuster who is going to draw up his own uh, you know, sophisticated work product. And I don't mean just, you know, 30 minutes on a yellow pad, scratching together $3 million. No, you need, you need a work product that is sophisticated, hundreds of pages long, has hundreds of pictures to document and support. Um, you, you know, you really need to, a public adjuster to develop a product of work that is strong enough to withstand in a court of law, should the claim not be able to be settled on traditional methods, not be able to be settled in appraisal, and should it go all the way into a full-on trial. Um, but but the, biggest, the biggest issue with public adjusters is that uh, a number of them are not actually writing estimates. They are just managing the claim. They will take what the carrier wrote and then try to, uh, you know, just, just, just bark for a little bit more. Uh, but when you just bark at an insurance company for money, you know, unless you've got real complex uh, you know, data uh, to, to back up what you're asking for, you know, they don't, they don't owe you anything unless you really, you know, document very clearly how, for what and why you're, you know, what you're asking for. Um, so that's, that's the big thing. You know, some, some public adjusters will just get a contractor to write an estimate and they will try to, you know, bid and go off of that. But really, you know, we're, we're not in the claim management business or helping you out. You know, our, our business model is we quantify it the way that we see it and the way that we see it is legit. It's just that, you know, insurance companies are lazy and, you know, they're, it's, it's a broken system. Uh, the insurance company adjusters, they are overloaded. They have way too many claims on their desks. They truly do not have the hours in the day, you know, to give your claim all the time that it needs. And so just getting your own proper 
quantification is, is huge and everything. And until you have that, you really don't ever know if you were given everything that you were owed. Are there any changes in the industry just over the last two years? Um, you know, the biggest change in the industry uh, happened uh, about in 2015. There was a law passed that said public adjuster fees are not, uh, you know, sales tax does not apply to them. So that's, that's a big win for policyholders when it comes to paying the public adjuster at the end of the day. There is no sales tax on that fee. There was a law a few years ago passed that says it is illegal for a public adjuster to sign on a claim and A, flip it to a law firm, you know, with no intention of ever working the claim, only with the intention of flipping it to a law firm for litigation. And then secondly, you know, that one goes along with saying it is completely illegal for a public adjuster to just sign up a claim without the intention of actually ever adjusting it. Um, you know, if, if you're doing that, you know, you're really just fielding a, a few phone calls and you're just trying to swipe a percentage of a massive number. You know, like I say, when you're interviewing a public adjuster, you really need to say, you know, show me an example of uh, one of the estimates that you wrote, wrote on the last one. Show me some of your references. Show me some of the real companies that use, use you. So, show, me some of, show me some of your work product. You know, is it 20 pages long or is it, uh, you know, is it 753 pages long? So that's, that's, that's the biggest thing I would advise people to look for is how, how detailed, you know, is, is, is their scope of work and their quantification of how much they're really going to price the claim at. I don't know if there's any tips for owners after um, any damage is done to the property and they're going to file a claim. Is there anything that they should do? I, I mean, I haven't gone through the process uh, myself on a multifamily property, but should they take pictures immediately or, you know, any tips? The, the, here's, here's the number one thing. It, it starts with your mindset. Whenever you are looking at one of your buildings and it just burned or the roof got ripped off, do not look at it from the construction standpoint of how much is this going to cost to rebuild? Because you'll start adding up, you'll get to that rebuild number and then you'll just stop. Alternatively, change your way of thinking ever so slightly and look at this loss as, man, I need to get a team of guys out here that work for me and tally up everything that I am owed. I need, to, I need an exact calculation of everything that I am owed from the insurance company. Um, first of all, it starts with the mindset. The second thing is if you have a public adjuster that you're going to use, go ahead and get him involved immediately. Um, for all of our repeat clients, they call us before they call the insurance company and turn in the claim. And the reason why that's effective is we want to immediately, when we get on a new job, we want to assemble a team out there. Like I say, we want to go take the pictures. We want to write the estimate. We want to already have our homework done so that by the time the insurance company rolls on site a few days later, we've already got it quantified. And we hand the estimate to him and say, this is exactly how it is. This is everything that we've asked for. Everything is legit and measured perfectly. We're ready to do a walkthrough. And you can walk through our estimate and you can, we'll go here. Do we agree on this? Yes. Then we'll go to this page. Do we agree on this? Yes. So, uh, it, you know, as far as settling your claim as fast as possible, get us involved as soon as possible. You know, the, you don't want to just let the insurance company get it all nice and screwed up and then get us involved and try to arm wrestle them back the other way. Once an insurance company 
has made up their mind as far as what the value of the claim is, it is very difficult. It's possible, but it's much more difficult to twist them the other way and take them from, say, 500,000 to 800,000. So if we can get involved and we can put the number on paper and we can set the bar before they do it, uh, that, that really helps maximize, or I'm sorry, expedite the process tremendously when we've gone out and set the first number as opposed to them. Awesome. Well, Drake, hey, I appreciate your time. Uh, thanks for joining us today and sharing some insights about public adjusting. What's the best way for listeners to reach out and learn more? Uh, my email address is just D-A-L-L-R-E-D at continentaladjusters.com. You know, it's a little bit of a long one, but go ahead and shoot me an email. Always happy to talk, always happy to share insights and uh, look forward to look forward to talking to anyone. Sounds good. Everyone should have a public adjuster on their team. Drake, thanks again, and we'll catch you soon.